Hey, 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 beautiful humans. It's the Juice Queen here, delivering all those ooey-gooey, drippy topics that will leave you simply drenched in curiosity and connection. So let's vibe over, you know, the juice, shall we? My name is Mila Mandolfo, and my sole mission is to make you feel seen, heard, valued, and validated in such a way that you remember who you truly are. And in that, you're never alone. This is a soft, safe, and sassy place where all of you is welcomed. So come on, let's dive in. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Today I have a guest that I knew I wanted to feature on the pod. Her name is Sarah Carlson and she is a psychic medium. She works with the Akashic Records. She's an energy worker among other things. Welcome Sarah. Hi, I'm very happy to be here today. Yay, Um, I myself has actually had a had a session with Sarah and it actually came through quite intuitively um right when I was experiencing a lot of upheaval in my life um last year I was arrested at a Portland protest on my way through on a road trip and it was very traumatic um very aggressive um I came back to Denver which is where I live and when when I was stationary after the arrest in California, everything was closed down due to COVID and I couldn't receive any healing or touch or any kind of work on, on myself whatsoever. And the first thing I did was go spend time with like a small group of my healing sisters who offered, we were doing a body exchange, but they started with me because they knew what, the, what, we, what I had gone through. And there was energy work and body work and beautiful, just uh, feminine presence that was so healing for me. And Sarah just got a download, took me into another room and basically channeled my past mother who I lost in 2017. And wow. Yes, quite the experience for both of us, I would say. She literally started just describing and talking through um, the same energy that my mom has, which is quite flighty and quite <laughs> swearing and kind of like having a whole sass to her. And at the same time, offering me really beautiful insight that and closure even that I didn't get to have with my mom before she left. I hadn't seen her in four years um, before she passed away. And there was just you know, things that could have been said and uh, what was channeled through Sarah was so nourishing and impactful for me um, because the dynamic with my mother had been so tumultuous and she wasn't really in my life and it just offered some insight as to why. Um, I already knew Sarah was super talented before that, but I just never had like a personal one-on-one with her. And so it really just blew my shit wide open. (laughs) (laughs) As it does. (laughs) It does for me every time. It's, it's beautiful because I actually lived temporarily with Sarah a lot, like for a summer and, um, would just hear the behind the scenes of like how she receives information and channels beautiful fucking 
I mean, cosmic downloads really. And, um, just comes like when you're, when you are an open channel, like Sarah, it just flows through. And then it's just, that's what makes it so potent versus like forcing it out. Um, so it was really cool to be, um, a part of just, just witnessing her in her process. It's just very cool. Daily, daily living. <laughs> yeah. Daily living. Like she'd come home, she'd be like, are you serious? I was literally craving brownies all day, and you're baking brownies as soon as I walk in. <laughs> like, just random shit like that would happen. Like, intuitive connection and, you know, empathetic, like, communication happening between us. <laughs> growing the garden. Yeah. Oh, such a beautiful experience. Growing growing your own food with yes. your friends. Truly. If you want to deepen a relationship, grow things together. <laughs> she literally hit me up and was like, so the fairies were telling me that you talked to them in the garden. And that's why they're blossoming so well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they, they're correct. <laughs> I was like, did you talk to the plants today? <laughs> oh. Uh, so Sarah, I would just love for you to give it like, so I know I, I spouted off, oh, Akashic Records, Psychic Medium, you know, all this stuff. I want the listeners to know and understand deeper what that means for them. So if you could give us a little down low on what you, what you're doing. Yeah, of course. So right now I work with three different, three different modalities. So I am an Akashic Records practitioner, which basically means that I have the ability to read the Akashic Records for myself and for others. I've been doing that since 2015 formally. Um, I was taught how to read the records in 2014. I also work as a Reiki Master teacher, a Holy Fire Three Reiki Master teacher. Um, traditionally, they use Sui lineage, but it's transitioned to Holy Fire Three energy, which um, can be explained. That's a whole nother topic okay. of conversation. And then I am a psychic medium as well, which means I work psychically to tune into people's energetic fields. So their life experiences, things going on with them. And I also work mediumistically, which means that I have the ability to communicate with the dead. Okay. And um, people that have crossed over into the spirit world. So those are a little bit different things, but it's called a psychic medium reading because it combines okay. both into one reading. Yes. So I'm working with my psychic channels also to receive communication from the spirit world. But so some people call themselves a psychic and then some people you'll see that they are um, calling themselves psychic medium. So that just adds in the piece okay. of being able to communicate with spirit. Okay, I mm -hmm. see. Um, and can you share, cause I, I love these little stories you've shared with me of how you maybe realized <laughs> how, like <laughs> as a youngin, for example, or just like little message, like what, I know that something you do share on your many platforms is that we all have access to this information, right. you know, and I'm curious if you can share how you realized and like, maybe that can encourage others to, to you know pay more attention to if they're tapping in. Yeah, I'm really passionate about uh, psychic development and also the, promoting the fact that we all have mediumistic abilities, right? There aren't just like these few special ones of us that have gifts. I'm actually really touching on the word <laughs> gifts because it's just, it's abilities that we all have mm -hmm. um, access to. So for me, this journey kind of began, I would say, a decade ago formally to where I underwent a bit of a, a spiritual awakening at the time. My life just wasn't making sense for me. My relationships, I didn't feel connected. 
Um, I became very depressed at the time and kind of went through what we would consider that dark night of the soul phase yeah. to where um, just really severe depression and anxiety. I was struggling with an eating disorder at the time. I had all these things set up for the way that my life was supposed to look like, um, was cheering in college, majoring in psychology, wanted to be a therapist, and then um, spirit had other plans for me. <laughs> so during that time was when my psychic abilities kind of came more fully to the surface. They um, almost like it was like this return sort of feeling um, to states that I experienced as a child. So I had a lot of paranormal experiences as a child. I uh, would always be conducting seances. My parents would find me writing letters to the spirit world. I'd be in the bathroom, which was technically the oldest part of the home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we did. We lived in a house that was uh, over 100 years old in the bathroom. I It had one of those old-fashioned toilets with like the pole oh my um, God. <laughs> handle. Wow. So I would conduct my seances in the bathroom. <laughs> Um, this was, I think, like in, in second grade wow. I was doing this and leaving leaving notes for spirits to write back to me. Um, and this all kind of came back in my, in my early 20s. It all came back to like, oh, that's weird, right? <laughs> right? That uh, all these childhood experiences just kind of came flowing back into my awareness. And um, I've always been interested in the paranormal and like I specifically paranormal investigation. I think like from my 18th birthday, I took my friends and I was like, we're going to go on some ghost hunts of <laughs> historic Eureka Springs, Arkansas. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, traditionally people, I don't know what people are doing for their 18th birthdays nowadays. <laughs> right. but, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. So it was really, it was always an aspect of my life, but it felt it fell more on the back burner. Mm -hmm. It wasn't brought to like my conscious awareness until my early 20s whenever I went through this this experience, this dark night of the soul. And um, I started picking up on people's feeling states, which I've always done because I, I did want to be a traditional psychotherapist. And I started empathing people's feelings. Um, really their experiences came more to my awareness. I was able to like pick up on things from their childhood, just, just depending on, you know, whatever the conversation I was having with each individual. So I started recognizing these aspects of myself and the side development kind of started from there. And it was more of an internal journey because I didn't really have anybody in my community or friend group that was experiencing these things at the time. Yeah. So I felt a bit isolated and alone, but it also was such fertile ground for me to have more of an inward journey and develop these things within myself, which I'm very grateful for. Okay. So do you feel like you like pulled back from a lot of social? Yeah. So I dropped out of college. Oh, shit. I dropped out of college. I, uh, oh, wow. I was supposed to be captain of the cheerleading team that my junior year of college dropped out, um, didn't return <laughs> kind of became a hermit a little bit and really had this inward experience. I, I traveled to Germany for a month, Okay. Uh, spent time with cool. my uncle and kind of like cultivated these things that were arising within me. Um, mm. From there, I did start meeting people. People started coming into my life. Uh, one of them being a psychic medium in Kansas City, Tracy Bray. Shout out to Tracy Bray, everybody. <laughs> so she kind of adopted me uh, as her. Wow. She's... I guess so she was more in. of the role of a mentor for a little right. bit. Mm -hmm. She started inviting me to psychic fairs, you know, these metaphysical fairs, which yeah. I had no awareness of at right. the time. And I would just go and take her appointments. Oh, so I would just go shit. and sit with her and just like uh, take her appointments, right? And then wow. she had a little bit of a break and she's like, why don't you go get a reading? And so I went 
over to this woman I felt really drawn toward. And she was giving Akashic Records readings. And I okay. had no idea what the Akashic Records were. I was yeah. like, what? What? Yeah. what is that? And I uh, sat with her for my first Akashic reading. And I have no idea what the reading even really entailed like in it. Um, but what I do remember is I sat down and I just had this overwhelming feeling and awareness of, oh, this is it. This is something that I'm supposed to be accessing and working with on my own. So you were listening to right. your intuition, yep. which is your highest self telling you a message and your message was, this is it. Yeah, this is it for me. It was it was really, yeah, that gut feeling, yeah, exactly. um, a physical felt feeling mm-hmm. in my body in combination with like, yeah, the when the light bulb goes off, it's just like a knowing, like clear right. cognizance, clear knowing that kind of filtered in. And I was just like, all right, I'm supposed to be doing this work. So I trained, I ended up training with that woman, Stephanie Forcier is her name. <laughs> <laughs> Creators of the Crest is her IG handle. But anyway... So I worked with her. Then I don't even know who introduced the concept of energy healing to me and, and Reiki specifically. Yeah. So I, I started uh, undergoing training for that. I did Reiki 1 and 2 as I started giving the Akashic greetings. Then I ended up out of a metaphysical store that happened to open up in my tiny small town that I was living in. Perfect. I just walked in and I was like, hey. Yeah, I do this. <laughs> hey, I do all of this. I do these readings and form such a connection with the woman that works there, Becky Axton, Tranquility Shop. <laughs> and uh, we started hosting workshops together. That's and perfect. I actually taught her Reiki 1 and 2 before I moved to Colorado. Anyway. It, it really sounds like everything was just super aligned and falling like dominoes. Like you almost hardly had to do much to, to call all that in. Right. And it sounds like that from me sharing, but I mean, it was a process that happened over the last, like, I would say seven years. Okay. So, so. it was a, it was a long <laughs> process, but did it feel easy? Like, did it feel like a parts of it felt useful and okay. the way that connections started kind of falling into my right. lap to help facilitate these experiences. And then there have been parts of it that have been extremely challenging. Of course, <laughs> of course there's challenge always, but I, I think that more so what I'm saying is it seems to be that when we are on our path, like you said, all of a sudden this random opportunity, this person pops right. out of nowhere, this thing, oh, a metaphysical shop in my small town, how perfect is that, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, this is hashtag no coincidences, right? Yes. And like, of course, there's going to be challenge there. But like, the bigger part is like, wow, as soon as I step into my role, look at how everything's kind of falling into place. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that's what was happening for you. Um I think it's also interesting, something that I noticed when you were speaking is, so you had like this, this, mm, like this innate calling almost as a child with this, you know, seances and like connected with the the spirits and stuff. And then it kind of slightly was fading out for a bit and then you got pulled back in. And I've had this metaphor, like a vision in my mind of like, you know, the Fibonacci sequence and the spiral. Yes. And how like life isn't just a circle it's a spiral because we keep spinning towards the direction of what we've been through and seeing it through a different more deeper connected lens Mm -hmm. it sounds like when you were you know uh, in college all of a sudden the spiral was hitting back to that spirit part and you were like wait this is me this is me um beautiful that's super powerful and i I know i feel that like when you're working because Sarah has many hats, but when you're working through this particular lens and this hat, I I know that's your truth. Like, there is just <laughs> no hesitation. It's obvious. Like, that is, you know, why you're here. 
Um, I would love for you to explain what the Akashic Records are. Perfect. I get, <laughs> I get this a lot. Uh, the Akashic, right? It's a hard to nail down into our finite experience with, with I guess, the English language is yeah. what we're using. <laughs> and Akashic, so, that's that's Hindu, isn't it? Ak- it is. And mm-hmm. it means um, yes. so of the heart? Yes, so the Akasha means prim- primary substance, like, of the universe. Okay, so the Prim- one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one matter. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, so the Akashic records, they're a living, malleable, which means they can be altered and changed, record of all past, present, future realities of everything in existence throughout space and time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's it? So, (laughs) yeah. So they are a dimension of consciousness that is non-local in nature. So non-local means not of, um, confined to a limited area or a part, right? So, so it's, it's energetic. It's another yes. it's a space beyond what we can conceive. It is a dimension of consciousness that is accessible at all times. Okay. And we can access it because our consciousness is also non-local. And we it's are part not of this collective right. space. It can be part of this collective space if we set the intention um, for that to be so. And it's not as really as tricky as it sounds. Uh, We used to think that only mystics and sages and scholars had access to the Akashic Records. But now, as we're continuing to ascend in consciousness levels as a human species, it's Mm -hmm. it's time for all of us to really claim this right that is our birthright, just as existing as human beings. There's nothing that you really have to do to gain worthiness to access your own Akashic Records. So your own Akashic Records are... Your personal records, they're the vibrational record of your soul's journey. So that's containing all past, present, and future realities. So Of this life. Right. So of like Sarah or Noel. So your individual, right. Your individual records you have access to, but also you can open up the records of a plant, of an animal, of a place, of an event. So what about really is- outside of Earth? Like someone who's passed or an experience in the past, like Atlantis or something like this. Right. So You can access all that. Again, like, yeah, and that Atlantis was, you know, seemingly rooted, like, here on Earth. Mm-hmm. It may have been, it held, like, different dimensions of consciousness as well, kind of as yeah. we're doing right now in this ascension process. This work we're doing. A little bit, right. Yeah. So, yes, we have the Akashic Records. They're they're not limited to physical reality here on Earth. They, they're moving through everything. All dimensions. Right, all yeah. space and time. Okay. Which is a lot to wrap, you know, our, yeah. our brains around and also our linear mind around most totally. is that time wise. Time is quantum. Right. So past, present, future realities are really happening simultaneously. Simultaneously existing. And you can have parallel lifetimes and also lifetimes like lives in between lives. So like where does our consciousness go after we have passed from this physical body? To what happens next. in yeah. that transitional time? Where what are we doing? Yeah. And that can even come through in the Akashic records. Mm. So it really is what happens is that there are energetic beings that are responsible for maintaining the the integrity of the Akashic records. So let's say that you came to me for an Akashic records reading. There are energetic beings responsible for maintaining the integrity of your records and also what's accessible at this time for you. And so those are kind of, they're considered the lords of the Akashic Records. Okay. So they are higher energetic beings that kind of maintain like the ethics of working in the records. So if somebody kind of filters 
the information that we're able to access at a certain time in our lives. So we're working with the Lords of the Akashic Records and also our masters, teachers, and loved ones in the records. So that's what we consider our spiritual team, right? Our okay. guides. Um, yeah. mas- the masters of the records are um, serving more as an interface between the Akashic and the earthly realms. So it's like the masters, teachers, and loved ones will take what the Lords of the Akashic Records have available mm-hmm. and it's almost like that's who I'm communicating with to deliver your Akashic reading okay. are the masters, teachers, and loved ones. So your your spiritual team in conjunction sometimes with mine. Okay. So it's really it can get a little bit what do they say, heady. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they it's like so to to clarify, it's as if you're having this communication with the sitter, the person that you're sitting with. Yes. You're having a conversation with their spirit their team, spiritual team and your spiritual team. <laughs> and um, together you're calling in specific information from the Akashic Records or do you have access to all of right. it? We don't We don't always have access to all things okay. at all times because that's, that's extremely vast. I was going to say so, that might be overload yes. for consciousness. Yes. So your spiritual team, they're working with you at all times, right? So they need they know exactly what, what you're you ready need for. in the moment yeah. and also what you're ready to access and okay. what's going to be available. So my job is to really move myself and my ego and my personality structure aside and to be a clear and open channel for you to receive that. And that's always the intention with Akashic information. So I will sit with you as my sitter and I will open up to your masters, teachers, and loved ones. And I will ask them to provide that information that is specifically for you at this time. And it can include a lot, the majority of the time, it includes big themes that are happening in your life um, that you've been experiencing that can be connected to, again, like past, present, future realities. It can be relationships, you know. Relationships are, are huge because they're our main source of, of learning. Interpersonal relationships yeah. are just are one of our main sources tools. Of, of tools to yeah. learn about ourselves um, while we're physically incarnated. Mm-hmm. So, Relationship dynamics come through. Um, also, connections to plant species or you know animal kingdom. So all like kinds. big themes come yes. through, and yeah. like that's what's being offered. So so again, um, you, is it what you're saying that if someone is, if someone maybe is sitting with the thought of oh I want to have a a psychic reading or do I want an akashic reading. Um, when someone's sitting down for an Akashic reading, what would you say maybe their their intention is? Like, what makes the difference between the two? Between a psychic and an Akashic reading? Yeah. Cool. So a psychic reading is, I'm not opening up your records at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not setting the intention to connect to the vibrational, you know, dimension of consciousness where the, the records are stored and maintained. Psychically... I'm kind of switching channels a little bit and I'm tuning in to your present moment reality and kind of what's what's going on in your auric field and in your energy bodies is where I can pick up a lot of information. More this realm, like it is, your body. It is more this realm. Um, at the same time, I, I do, I can pick up, you know, I pick up on life themes and, and things yeah. like that, but it's more like, yeah, your present moment experience and also what's going on with you in your in your auric field in your in your energetic field and i'm not connected necessarily to masters teachers and loved ones although mm-hmm. i still could be there. there is some overlap right yeah. to kind of 
what you're accessing. Because during, that's why I do a psychic medium reading is because I blend a combination of like psychic intuitive insight with um, connecting to the spirit world or non-physical beings. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. So that's the medium. Right. So that is connecting with the, you know, spirit world. And then the Akashic is more like you are viewing, I'm viewing timelines. Right. In a big way. So I'm seeing, you know, multiple potentialities and higher timelines. That might not even have to do with this life. Right. Getting video, almost like clairvoyantly receiving like uh, these little video clips of kind of, you know, past life, we, what we would consider past life linearly, past life connections. Yeah, big overarching themes. And I'm also acting more as a, a direct channel of the master of the spiritual team, right? And whatever it is that they are wanting to convey to you is what exactly what I am sharing. In a psychic right. reading, there's kind of more room for... In an Akashic reading, you can ask questions as well. But a psychic reading is more like what's going on with me right now in this present moment um, and getting a little bit more specific okay. on like present moment experiences yeah. um, as opposed to like these big general overarching right. soul themes that yeah. come through. Okay. And both, both important. Both you valuable, know, both very potent. valuable right. and different. In uniquely valuable different contexts of course mm-hmm. um so when you're saying um you know you briefly said and then i'm switching channels and i'm accessing this and that can you describe the sensation or experience of what switching channels like does it feel like switching yeah. a channel you know like yeah you know I'd like to kind of, yeah, I'd like to get in this and explain this a little bit further because I do have a, bre- a bit of a breakdown that will provide more, yeah. more logical sense to people because there's there's all these things that, I, you know, psychics and people that do this work are talking about like clairvoyance and clairaudience and yeah, the psychic actually, channel you, and working medium. Can you medium give a little sleep. synopsis on yeah, those too? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of break it down. Cool. Let's do that. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, I'm going to use the word magic in, in the sense that the definition – in this case, is that magic is something that is the unknown that is beyond our five mm-hmm. limited senses, senses right? Okay. So the ability to manipulate reality that's kind of beyond our five limited senses. So there are three categories. Magic falls into three categories. One is force of will, mental influence of the physical world. So that would be considered psychokinesis where I'm using my mind power and abilities to affect like physical reality, right? Okay, so Telepathy, like, spell casting, if you're okay. into... So thinking something into existence. Right, thinking something to existence, right? Because our consciousness, you know, we it holds power, our thought forms hold right. power, it's and energy. it also can manipulate physical yeah, reality. Totally. So there, our thoughts that's our reality. one definition, okay. right? One category of magic is mental influence of the physical world. Okay. And it is methods to intentionally influence events or actions. So again, like psychokinesis, telepathy, remote viewing can even fall like into this category. Then there is divination. So this is where psychic comes into play, right? So divination is reading tarot, mirror gazing, psychometry, pendulum work. It's psychic phenomena. So it's to perceive perception of events distant in space or time. So... This is where a psychic reading would fall in. So okay. you can use 
tools to deliver your psychic reading, right? So that's so what you mean I, by like the pendulum and so the tarot. So you can use a tarot to, re- okay. to receive information this way. But it's, yeah, it's perceiving a perception of reality and what, it's receiving okay. information. So perceiving a perception of reality. Yes. Oh, I see what you mean. So like just becoming aware of the different perceptions right. of reality. Right, so you're using your extrasensory perceptions, so senses that lie outside of the five yeah. limited senses. So okay. this is where clairvoyance and clairaudience yes. and claircognizance yeah. and clairgustance, uh, those psi abil- those extrasensory abilities come into play okay. to help you perceive reality and other people's reality and receive information. So and this it's isn't not something channeling... you're necessarily like, I'm going to use clear audience right now it's just stuff that you happen to be right. using channeling even to perceive right reality. It's, yeah it's psi abilities that you use to perceive your reality and other people's reality from you know a higher a bit of a higher perspective higher vibrational perspective yes so you can see more right you can tune in so you can tune your consciousness into yeah. somebody else and, Tuning, and receive information again, like yes. the channel it's such a good metaphor so, yeah so this is perception of reality and then the third category of magic is theurgy so that's from the greek theurgy yeah theurgy from the greek meaning god work Mm. so it involves this involves um methods for evoking and communicating with spirits so this is the difference here. So divination is, you know, you're using tarot. Okay, right. you're, your tools. You're using your psychic channels to mm-hmm. receive information. Yes. But you're not doing it through being a medium a to spirit. the spirit world. Okay. So theurgy is the third category of magic. So this is um, interactions with non-physical entities. So it's interesting. Um, so psychic mediumship is a blend, right? It's a blend of divination and mediumship yes. to where I am perceiving information about your reality using my psychic senses, but I'm also using my psychic senses, clairaudience, clairvoyance, mm-hmm. those things to communicate with the spirit world. Yes. So you see how there's no, the three categories of magic, they they all intermix. Yes. And they can all be blended and worked with together, which I think is incredibly fascinating. So even the Akashic work would be a combination of divination because mm-hmm. I am using my psychic channels to channel. Yeah. And it'd be a blend of theurgy because I'm working with non-physical entities yes. that are responsible for like information in your records. And and so with that being said, you were sharing that most, if not all humans, are on some type of spectrum or can at least arrive there um, because it's accessible to all beings. Right. We all have these, it's like abilities, whether or not you're aware of them or not. Yes. Whether you're aware of it, it's happening all the time to you on a daily basis. It's like, how open am I to receiving that I'm doing this? Yes. And it's also setting aside your expectations of how you receive information. So Mm -hmm. I would say the very first step in wanting to develop your psychic abilities is to know thyself it's to get to know ways in which you learn and you receive information just day to day so like what senses are the strongest for me like do I have a great sense of smell Mm -hmm. do I have a great sense of hearing do I have a really active or vivid imagination those all come into play with how we receive information and how we receive extra sensory information as well so uh, for example I have a really vivid active imagination so clairvoyance seeing yeah, visions. so I can visualize something in my mind and daydream for days, you know, like I love, I would yeah. always, I'm a huge daydreamer and... 
So I can pull up, I also have an artistic creative side. Yes. So I can pull up how something looks and visualize something to really fi- finite, you know, details. Yeah. So that's something that is used. It's your it's used by the spirit heightened world. It's my sense. heightened sense. Yeah. So you can start to work with those things the more you know yourself. Right. The more yeah. you get to know these aspects of yourself, then you'll start to see these subtle layers of, oh, I'm actually picking up on something with yeah. one of these senses. That's just, it's more heightened for me. And the more you work to set the intention to work with those senses, the more that they'll develop. And then once those are like, you know, set and developed, then you can start working on the ones that I aren't so much. Work. So for yeah. me, yeah, clear audience is a big thing that has developed recently for me. That wasn't the case before. Hearing. Uh, yeah, clear hearing. So I've been working on uh, being a better listener. <laughs> these past couple of years in all my interactions and hearing like the subtle layers of what people aren't saying. Yes. It's huge. Also listening to music and, and really picking out different pitches and tones and notes will help you de- develop your clear audience. So it started happening for me to where in readings I was receiving almost like a voice in my head, which is subjective clear audience. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like a different voice from you, but like another narrative kind of going on in your head. Um, and again, wow. it's a process of differentiating that between like our egoic mind. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's, it, it takes time to develop, but you'll start to notice these different streams of consciousness coming in that feel a little bit different vibrationally to your typical inner voice. So you'll have another inner voice coming in, sharing information and that is uh, kind of what's been happening to me in this like developmental journey with Claire Audience. Yeah, I was going to share that. Um, I'm actually someone who doesn't really have, can't, can't really access visuals, mm-hmm. uh, which is what Claire, what did you say? Buoyant. Mm-hmm. For me that even, even when I was the youngest, smallest person in the ayahuasca ceremony that I had and I drank the most, <laughs> I had no visuals. But I did have voice, like, I didn't perceive it necessarily to be another person, just I felt like I was receiving information through, like, thoughts and words. Yep, that would be clear audience. It felt, Mm -hmm. it kind of feels like, for me, the way I would describe it is almost like my own higher self is talking to me. Like, it kind of feels like myself. Yes. But it's not like a regular thought. It's like I'm having, and that just having this conversation with myself, but the, the, there's a layer of information that seems new to me. Yep. And that's something that's, you're learning at the yeah, time. You're like, Oh, this is exactly. new and available to me. And that, that's, you know, that was seven years ago and I feel, um, just more keenly aware. I, re- I think that's what showed me, Oh, I don't visualize. I receive, mm-hmm. um, message and not to say that you don't you you're right. open you're open to visualizing See, I, that's I the was thing. hoping <laughs> I thought that I, I kept saying like yeah I kept saying that because of the two night ceremony ourselves to one to being like I'm a clairvoyant right. empath you know it's, it's gonna it's shut a label, that down and it, yeah. it restricts us in a way to like our our multi-dimensional I mean we have access to, to so much I've been mm-hmm. working with this visual stuff for a while you know like I, I'm a big fan of uh, sensory deprivation tanks mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of people do receive so a sensory deprivation tank is a pod of water that has thousands of pounds of Epsom salts. So you're floating and the water is set to the temperature of your body so you can't feel it. Um, And your eyes are closed and the the pod is completely dark. 
even if your eyes are open, it's pitch black. Um, there's no sound, there's no smell. So it's complete stripping of the senses. Um, and this serves as a total, not just because the Epsom salt's great for the body, but not just body, mind, soul reset for me, at least is what it feels like. Um, and they even say like an hour in there is worth like four hours of sleep. Yes. Um, it's just a nice recharge, but even in there, a lot of people report having visuals. Um, yeah, and like this is this is the thing. This is the great thing about sensory deprivation tanks. Sensory deprivation. So, what are you stripped of? Your five physical limited right. senses, and then what do you have access to? Yeah, right. What starts to flow in? Exactly the, the psychic phenomena, and that's which is so beautiful and exciting, and mm -hmm. like it's just such an easy. Um, muggle way to access <laughs> yes. the spirit worlds harry potter fans <laughs> um and uh that's i think that is why one of the main reasons that i love it in there um and over those seven years since becoming aware of like wow i, I tend to not have visual messages i've been in there in the tank sometimes just being open to what do what do I see and like lately I have been having little like um light shows almost oh great <laughs> um, that's like that's the beginnings that's like okay, yeah see? that's the that you're planting seeds I had to be so open though I had yes. to be, become so open because I like was telling my own story mm -hmm. of oh why can't I yep receive messages in this particular way now I also realize why the fuck do I care I'm receiving <laughs> messages as I do like I feel like I'm intuitively led all the time. Yes. And just because it isn't visually, who who cares? Right. You know? That's exactly that's exactly the point that I make because um, many times people ask me, why am I not receiving information from my records? Like, how can I deepen my experience with the records? How can I deepen my experience with Reiki? Like, I'm not feeling anything. Mm. And the thing is, is that there, there comes a level of faith and trust and it, also in divine right. timing as right. sometimes Huge. we are drawn, really drawn in and pulled into the Akashic records to like do that work for a specific period of time. Just like you said with the spiral, yeah. right? We're, we're constantly mm. being guided yeah. home right. um, and returning to these things. So sometimes they feel very potent and alive for us in our experience. And then other times we're meant to be having other experiences exactly. that kind of pull us away from that exactly. for a period of time, right? Totally. So necessary for our growth. That's a yes, necessary for our growth. And also it's a level of, it's a level of developing faith and trust in the modality that you're using over time. And it's also being honest with yourself about how consistently am I doing this mm -hmm. <laughs> and working with this Yeah. and kind of setting aside my expectations of how it's supposed to look right. according to what other people have said so yeah. this is just my experience totally and I never want to limit anybody else's experience with the Claire's and their development I'll share stories of like hey this is what works for me you take what resonates with you right. as always but your development is completely unique to you and exactly. that is what it just gives me chills every time to to think about <laughs> that's what excites me the most that's what I'm passionate about and I'm passionate about um being a bridge, a helpful yes. bridge in a way, you know, helping you get there yeah. in, in side development and working in the records is, yeah, what I feel called to do. There's not one prescription on how to access these things. No. Everyone's going to show up um, uniquely in their experience. Like we were just saying with the spiral and how we can get pulled away. It's like maybe the seed was planted um, when you were younger, but you needed to go through all these other ups and downs and bullshit so that when you're in your dark night of the soul, let's mm -hmm. say, 
you're hitting that part of the, the spiral where you're reconnecting with that part of you that was lost and then you're re-inspired and you're like accessing this deeper part of you this this um this hidden gem maybe even that's inside of you that needs a little dusting off because we do get cut off in the day-to-day -day. we're fucking human beings you know right. if we were meant to just be spirits we wouldn't fucking be here exactly so we're gonna be in the throes of everyday life and um it's those ups and downs that bring us back home that, right. that, that metaphor that you were and just also, saying yeah we're here to be a really a really unique blend of the human experience yes. but our developing our psychic awareness is so important specifically during these times yeah. to help aid this ascension that we're all undergoing you know yeah. this transition this transformation in consciousness that is really in the you know the coming years is going to aid us in saving the planet and right um that's why this akashic work feels so potent right now so I feel very called to, you know, sing it from the rooftops and let people know, hey, it's time. Like, yeah, we all, we're here we for all, a reason. Everybody, like, start accessing, start right. channeling information um, so we can use the Akashic Records as a tool for Earth's yeah. ascension. Yeah. And when we talk about this ascension, um, how would you like to explain that to the, to the listeners? I mean, I have my own, you know, perspective, but we can tag team... <laughs> yeah, of like course. what ascension means and right. like what that looks like for us right now as a species. So, I mean, ascension basically means that we're we're moving forward in our trajectory and all, almost like this timeline, right? Because we we all are co-creating our reality in the records. Even this is all stored. You know, it's it's stored as a collective, and it's also stored as our individual records. So as a collective, the main thought forms that we're all experiencing are what is contributing to this, this timeline that is playing out that we're all witnessing here on Earth, mm -hmm. right? So we have the ability to work through the records to um, come to greater realizations of maybe past mistakes that we've made. Not necessarily the mistakes, I would say choices, yeah. right? An awareness level. And we have the ability to work in the records now to kind of receive greater wisdom and higher wisdom surrounding how we can make effective choices moving forward if we want to keep living. Right, exactly. Right? We keep living and existing on Earth as a human species and also interacting, again, with those those higher energetic beings to, to receive tools mm -hmm. to help us more effectively co-create together, to work together. Um, it helps us come at life from a greater source of awareness and compassion, mostly compassion for where we're all at on our spiritual development and growth journey, where we're at as a human species and help move us further um, along as opposed to if we, we weren't doing any of that work, if right. that makes sense. No, totally. Mm -hmm. um, it's like if, if you're like taking the Big Bang Theory where, you know, some particles collided and then substance was birthed and then evolution into everything that you see on earth and we've all evolved into the human experience as well from from nothing to this and from that process it you know our where we are right now is one of multiple cycles of thousands of years so for example with the ancient wisdom of Egyptians or Atlantis or Lumeria, right? That's not part of 
right here, like this reality that's almost still, still seen as, is that true? Is that believable? Not everybody even considers that as Mm -hmm. a truth, let's say. And so with that being said, I guess what I'm getting at is you can see in the history of earth, consciousness cycles and then falls. And so there was a a rise in consciousness. You can see this in like Atlantis, Lemuria, ancient Egypt. And then there's a fall of consciousness. And so right now we're in another cycle and our cycle is rising. So we're ascending, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the Mayans predicted all that back in 2012. If you guys remember in December, uh, everyone was like, Armageddon, we're all going to die or whatever. But really what happened is we began to evolve like in a much higher speed so if we just observe what has gone down from 2012 to now in the last 10 years not just technologically but consciously we've all evolved in such a way that you know let's say yoga has become very mainstream um veganism has become very mainstream people are recycling in new ways that never before lgbtq rights um more awareness around systemic racism um all these you know we're evolving we're fucking evolving is my point and so we're ascending um and as we're on this process towards ascension the point, the like deep seated reason that we are ascending right now and, you know, new children are being born into a higher frequency and they're, you know, all these little Gen Z's have so much proactivity and power and like they want to make fucking waves. They want to make change mm-hmm. and we're all sticking up for ourselves and we're all standing up for a new reality, a new way of life. That's all part of our ascension process. And so what Sarah is saying is, but buckle up baby like this yeah. is our time to shine like yeah. this is why we chose to be on earth at this time is the, because the akashic records can be a tool for that exactly because like you said those cycles right um atlantis lemuria those yeah. ancient civilizations they're available to exactly. us right now in this moment from right. an akashic perspective and we have the ability to utilize that wisdom to to create to create a future and so we can use these this this information and um, these abilities, yes, uh, because basically we can step into our own unique powers as individuals, even the people who are like, I don't even know what that means. Um, well, great. You were led to this podcast because maybe it's going to spark baby some step, interest into step. what it does mean. <laughs> so with that being said, could you share what the, what the clairs are and like give a quick, like yeah, what those course. are? So like I said, the very, the very basis of um, developing more of a psychic awareness and expanded perspective would be to get to know yourself. Um, Spend more time with yourself and your inner processes and like I said, develop um, an awareness of what senses are heightened automatically for you. Right. And also the ways that you learn, like kinesthetic learning, Mm -hmm. these different Mm -hmm. types of learning are the ways that you're going to be receiving information at first. So that's the very first step that you can do is develop that awareness, right? So then from there, you're going to kind of go into, I guess, the, the labeling of the psychic phenomena. So that would be clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. So that's like um, your imagination, right? So your ability to visualize something, you can receive like mental movies or pictures or a symbol in your mind's eye. Your mind's eye is basically like whenever you're like saying like picture a tree, yeah. You're picturing a tree, cool, that's the tree in your mind's eye. Yeah. So it's nothing like fancy that you're having to do. It's right. truly just utilizing your, your visualization powers. So that's clairvoyance. Claircognizance is, oh, this one's really cool. It's clear knowing. 
clear knowing. So it's where a piece of information just drops into your head. And this, I think this has happened to everybody at least once in their lifetime where it's just like, boom, it's there, it's available. Like, you know it. Like, it's just something that you know that comes I in. I resonate with that one. Yeah, that one is, that one's very strong. I'll get a really clear, like, hit of that um, mm-hmm. associated with, like, a feeling a lot of the yes. time. So clear cognizance yes. is clear knowing. And so that's where, like, an information, people will say, like, a download drops, you know? Okay. Like, it's yeah, where totally. you just receive this piece of information and you just know it. Um, okay. And then usually to develop that, you share it with somebody else and it's confirmed. So it's, like... Maybe it'll be a hit about somebody else, I and see. you're able to confirm it, and then yeah. that just establishes your faith and trust over time with it. Okay, yeah. Because that's a hard thing to, you know, sometimes to trust. Clairsentience is like my, my empaths. Okay. <laughs> so clairsentience is a clear feeling, and that is a felt experience in your physical body and also like emotionally. So your emotions are a huge part. You'll feel the emotions of other people, of okay. the situation. Um, and you'll also, you can feel like physical ailments of somebody else in your physical body as well. So that's clairsentience. So, okay. So, cause I feel like I pick up on others feelings often, but is it just that like empathy or is it like you're receiving information through those feelings, I guess? Yeah, it's your. What your, would be an example? Yeah, your extrasensory perception. It's it's kind of like clairsentience kind of resides in the solar plexus chakra. Okay. So the kind of the gut. It's like the seat, kind of the seat of your intuition. This, this yes. gut feeling about something. So it can be mm-hmm. like a gut feeling about something. You're feeling cons- you f- suddenly feel constricted. Okay. You feel an overwhelming wave of emotion that you weren't feeling you know previously so leading up to a reading sometimes I'll receive people's emotional states in my my physical body I'll be like woo okay I see it'll hit me all at once or I'm like I am very anxious (laughs) (laughs) I'm super anxious um I have this weird kind of thought pattern these emotions all running through me and then they will be confirmed in a reading that they um somebody has been experiencing or are dealing with that so that's kind of what it is. It's, it's feelings, it's emotions, okay. and it can also be physical feelings. I actually resonate with that one as well. Yeah, that one's a pretty pretty big one. Uh, it's a big one for me, especially in people that are drawn to energy work or to caregiving professions. Mm. Well, this will be a really heightened experience for yes. them. Like nursing, you know, things that develop, career paths that need a high... Um, like awareness yeah hi they have a high awareness of like empathy like you have to be able to tune into the person's needs yeah 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 so a lot of caregiving positions will be like their clairsentience will already be pretty highly okay yeah i was just gonna (laughs) say it's like you you get into a certain um profession this is big right Mm -hmm. okay so you get into a certain profession and then without realizing it you're refining some of these psi abilities And then, you know, you're not, you just think that you're super connected and you are, but you don't realize that it's like literally a power in a way. Right. Our career, our careers are, you know, they're always related in some way to our higher purpose. Or detrimental. Why would we be drawn? Or detrimental if we're, you know... If we're not following, honoring, exactly, not yes. honoring what we truly are. So you that's know. why the first step is that that knowing. awareness, that okay. knowing, knowing thyself, knowing right. you know what your tools are already. Because you know when, or you can learn to know when you're off path because things just don't feel right either in the body or in the mind. Right. So that's or yeah, you spirit. Can, yeah, the clairsentience is a really big 
you know, um, in combination. So I'll talk about how they kind of relate. But anyway, so that's clairsentience. Okay. Then we have clairaudience. That's clear hearing. So that's um, people that are really tuned into, like, they're people that would be, like, uh, really into music. So um, clear hearing is the ability to perceive sound that is like out of the, the normal range of perception. And that can also be like, an, it's an inner experience as well. Like I said about like hearing voices in your head. Yeah. <laughs> so that's subjective clairaudience. And then you can also have objective clairaudience, which some people do. They'll hear literal voices people. in the okay. external environment. Wow. You can also receive externally things that are meant to be a message for you, like through a song on the radio or through okay. a piece of music. Okay. Um, or yeah, or a weird sound in the home. Like receiving like signs. Yeah, just and like being receiving open signs. To, mm-hmm. to to perceiving them so as signs. So if you have like a, an affinity for music or for sound or you know a really good listener, then this will already be developed in you. Yeah. Um. Then there is Claire Gustance. Okay, that one I haven't heard. There, Claire Gustance and Claire Aliens are like clear tasting and smelling. So that's oh. kind of that's kind of a fun one. Spirit likes to use this a lot. So you will if someone's present, for example, like my uh, grandpa who passed, he was a big smoker. He passed from lung cancer. I would smell cigarette smoke, you know, whenever he comes. Oh, so my some goodness. people that have a really developed so like, refined palate for taste and smell. Yeah. This comes a lot to them. Wow. Or it'll be like that again, that inner experience of like a taste or like remembering a taste of something. Okay, yeah. Wow. It's it's pretty low for me. I yeah. don't receive it a lot because like I usually can't smell things like ever. <laughs> but it has happened a couple of times where it's like this this immediate like connection and usually it's associated with the spirit realm but people can use it like for psychic information as well wow. like they maybe they will pick up on a relationship around you and be like hey this person like smokes or has this going mm. on because they've received information smell, that way. yeah right wow. so that's really cool yeah wow. so anyway these to do really to get stronger with using all of these you they start to kind of combine themselves. So it will be, you'll be working, you can even set the intention to work with one. But anyway, so I'll receive things through a feeling combined with clear cognizance, like a clear knowing. It'll be like a feeling and then a knowing, like something will drop in and I'll be like, hey, your dad's got this going, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) sometimes. Okay. Um, It'll it'll be a blending. So it's, it's really opening up you know, um, surrendering. And then once these things begin to develop, they're going to start blending together in ways to where it's just like the accuracy will develop as well, which is cool. You'll come to a clearer understanding as opposed to, you know, and even sometimes I only get a snippet of things. That's the thing is like, we have to release our expectations and our need to know why, like we always have to know why in the moment, but you really don't. You can allow things to unfold organically over time. Sometimes I'll receive just a small piece of something and I'll, I'll be like, all right, it'll come whenever, whenever it needs to come. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'll understand why. And so that's a huge part of the psychic development process right, for is us to come to terms with. <laughs> being patient and and not attached to it looking a certain way because I feel mm-hmm. this this these practices are still they're not new by any means, but right. they are new for people to accept is what I'm trying to say. Yes. People are still struggling to accept them. And with that being said, I think that psychics, for example, um, on, or mediums even on, in media, like shows and movies and shit is like, you know, 
a woman with a turban with a crystal ball and, and like a bunch of rings and a right. gypsy skirt Future or whatever. predicting. Right. I, and it, it looks a specific way. Yeah, there's negative. There's like spooky vibes. There's like, mm-hmm. this, it, it's all particularly set up a certain way. And like, I think what some, some great work that you're doing is trying to like break those norms and like give people permission to receive whatever in whatever way that it's naturally, organically and truly and authentically being presented yes um which is what what i've learned from you the most important part about this work i think is like how else can we um trust it almost Mm -hmm. or trust our trust our medium or trust the sitter even if we're forcing if we're forcing because then that pressure energy comes through and then you know it, it if, if someone isn't practicing in integrity, then they might just say or do things to, to try to meet your needs, the sitter. Exactly. To try to meet the sitter's needs because they are, they might even get angry or upset that they want to hear something specific because a lot of the time um, this work might be sensitive and triggering for people because they want to connect with a loved one maybe. And like, so they, they might be very steadfast in attaching to a specific outcome. And that in itself can cause a roadblock in what they're going to receive, um, which, which may be a great segue. I would love for you to tell the audience, share with us, what does an ideal sitter um, look like and how, how can we show up to you um, the best way that we can because a lot of people t- want to perceive this this um, dynamic, this psychic mediumship or even the Akashic Records, all of this, this dynamic as, um, okay, well, I'm going to go to this this session and this person is going to answer all my questions and it's going to look like this and they're going to mm-hmm. know everything and they better tell me what I want to hear, right? Yeah. And that's just not the way it is. So how can we... Um, give people an idea of what would be the best way to show up. Right. Perfect. This is a great question and something I really appreciate you asking because it's something that, you know, all readers uh, of any kind kind of have to go through. And we want you to have, you know, the most effective, best reading possible, but it's also that we are human beings too as readers. Um, We are connected to these higher realms and spaces and the people that are working ethically want um to provide provide that wisdom to you right but it's a matter of you as the sitter showing up open-minded first and foremost if you're coming in with with you can I mean everybody has a healthy level of skepticism even I do even Mm -hmm. I do with things that Mm -hmm. I receive I need to have it confirmed multiple multiple times before I kind of take it on as part of my reality um but coming in with an open mind, yeah. you can still have a healthy level of skepticism and also you can take whatever resonates with you and whatever doesn't. So it's like open mindedness open mindedness, also a willing to be honest of with me of if I ask you like, Hey, is this making sense for you? For you to say no. You can tell me no, that's totally cool. Right. Because then I can I can get more effective in my process as to figure out maybe where I receive something misinterpreted Mm because that can happen and uh, really deliver the message to you. So an open-mindedness, a willing to um, kind of have this co-creative process and flow. Um, Yes. 
For a sitter, it's more of like you being open and receptive. I am sharing and channeling information. I'm not going to be asking you a bunch of a bunch of questions. I'm going to be sharing a, a lot of information with you. So yeah. you to be open and receptive. Also have something to like record that information. And then like if I ask you, you can say yes or no and be totally honest. Um, as if it's resonating or if it's not resonating yeah. with you, which is like very much appreciated. So being open, being honest. Yes, being open, being honest. Um, coming in with um, the mind frame of readings is that if you come in demanding specific information, that's just not, it's not how it works with the Akasha. Um, especially because I'm working with your master's teachers and loved ones and sometimes things aren't accessible to you right. in this moment right exactly. now. So I'm not going to have all of the answers. And to be open, so basically open to adjusting your expectations. Yeah. So not, not coming in, non-attachment yeah. is huge. Non-attachment. So if you're coming in with some sense of urgency of, I right. need to go, yes or yeah. no about this person, about this situation... It's just not, it's not really how um, psychic phenomena even like comes through and is right. produced in an organic way. So I feel you, like it would could, even interfere maybe. It does interfere with the process. So you could go to people that will tell you yes or no's and, you know, give you information that you, you want to receive. But um, how can, can you trust it? But right, is that, is that a potent, mm. real message for you? Yeah. And some things do come through because it's it's my responsibility to be a clear and open channel, to trust the spirit world, and to trust what I'm receiving. So I will deliver those messages that might be... And Hard. they're always coming from a soul-filled, compassion place. I've never felt anything negative or anything, you know, horrible coming through. You know, the Akashic yeah. Records, it's all such high vibrational, loving, um, compassionate messages. But... Sometimes there can be things that are, that are triggering for us, brings up, you know, um, experiences that we have had in this lifetime that have been challenging, very challenging emotionally, physically for us. So it's it's a matter of, you know, you might not hear exactly what you want to hear, but you're going to get exactly what you need to get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. No, that's perfect. That makes so. perfect sense. Mm. Let's see here. I, um... I was thinking about what you were sharing. You said that you you teach you're teaching how to access the Akashic Records. Yes. Is that right? So that's yeah. that's something that I'm working on. Um that's gonna be kind of pro hopefully fully developed towards the end of this year. But I I'm gonna be teaching through an online Zoom group, how to access the how to access the Akashic Records. So that's where we're gonna have like a set container over a six week period of time. You're gonna be working with me, and you're also gonna be working with other people on how to open up the records, how to open the records of plant species, people, places, events, and you're gonna be. It's more of like an active. Um, process with with others and with myself to deepen your experience cool. so you feel comfortable reading the records for yourself and for others by the time that we're done so it's a training basically yep so it's a training on how to access the akashic records cool i'm going to teach you the prayer that i use but i'm also going to teach you how to utilize other channels to even access the akashic records and even write your own prayer and set your own intention so it's a lot of experience experimental work okay. um and really diving deep into the process so these are for people who want to um, start accessing these gifts and this information. 
Um, actually, so I've heard the the perspective of do I even really need to know this and that about like a past life or about my records or this and that. And so I'm curious what your um, thoughts are on why this information is important, basically. Right. So that's kind of what I was mentioning with like the us creating, you know, higher futures for humanity. It's, it's such a tool for our personal growth and expansion. If you're wanting to continue to evolve and grow as a human, it's the Akashic Records. If you're consistently working within them every day, they offer you a higher perspective and different uh, levels of perception yeah. on how to view your circumstances in your life and um, your purpose. And again, these life themes that you're going through, that it provides greater, greater clarity for you moving through your life. And you can also provide that for other people yeah. and reading their Akashic records and, and channeling that wisdom. So it really keeps you, I guess, more in alignment with with your higher self right and that larger purpose as to like why you're here it helps provide uh, more of a framework and more guidance around that and more support you know anytime we're in touch with our spiritual team our master's teachers and loved ones we receive that love and support and it, it transforms community. us and transforms our consciousness. People and who understand us. Right. It's that community. You're never you're never truly alone. You're always supported by this mm-hmm. these realms, these higher realms. And and that's really the piece that you'll take with you. It's it's a soul development. Life is often so isolating in the modern day world. Um, you know, we're all in our own houses, we're all in our own rooms, mm-hmm. we're on our little phones behind screens and like what I'm hearing is um, practicing these modalities is almost just like a soul school. It is. It's just like helping us practice our own magic mm-hmm. and not in a way necessarily to to like read other people's, you know, records or like it starts with us, you know, how can I help myself feel more connected to right. my highest self? So that's interesting because I actually have, I wrote something down before coming here oh my gosh. and it, it totally pertains to this. So mm. it's, it's, oh, I'm just going to read it out loud. It's the journey of psychic development begins with how can I manipulate my reality mm. to how can I access higher timelines and be of service to humanity through my extrasensory perception. Yeah, so it might start off. It might start out with how can I change my life? How can yeah. I get this person back in my life? Is mm-hmm. he supposed to be here? You know, all right. of these, these questions, simple questions yep. about ego, you know, with ego sen- spiritually. Yep. And then it transforms the more you work with it and how can I be of service through right. my extrasensory like, wow, this, perception? This changed my life. Working now, through the records. This changes How can the I lives be around me. Service to humanity. Yeah, it's and like a ripple effect. That's it. That's and it's not necessarily yeah. Like we're not. In, you don't have to intend like oh I need to be a medium. I need to be you know changing the world. It can start with just taking care of you. It sounds like a method of self care even yes, in a way. Exactly. And then I know from my own personal journey, um, self care started of I just need to take care of me and then and then with all the experience I have around it I 
love to share my, you know, my practices and my modalities and like my healing touch or whatever it is with the people around me because now it's almost like we become masters at our own self-care, right? And then it's like we get to share that ripple effect of our frequency with the people around us just by simply showing up, just mm -hmm. by showing up in our own uh, nourished form that invites others to, oh, wait, I can self-care too. Or wait, I can sit down and meditate. I can, let, let me intend, let me put my intention out to, right. to access these records. It becomes, it's a consistent devotional practice. Devotion. And then it, it turns into a embodiment of that frequency mm, to exactly. where you don't have to go out and tell anybody anything. You're right. just there. You're surrendered to service and to bringing that embodied frequency to the planet and to all the relationships in your life. And that's what it is literally all about. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Well, wow. Love that. Um, I would love for you to tell us where we can find you. You're doing big things on Instagram. I love everything you're stepping into. How can we find you on Instagram? Where else can we find you? Yeah, so my Instagram handle, it's um, Sarah Lintuitive. It's just a little play on my middle name. Um, and then my website is also, it's www.sarahlintuitive.com. So that's where I'm going. You, you can go there, read about my services book online if you want to book a reading with me or also distance Reiki. I'm also going to have all of my upcoming workshops and online Reiki trainings posted up on my website. So that'll be on um, my events, the events tab of my website. Okay, perfect. I'll you can always message me on social media. I'm not really on Facebook, so I would do Instagram, Sarah Intuitive. You can message me on there with any questions that you have about my services. And I'd, I'd love to connect with any of you and if you guys have any questions about anything at all I'd love to like have a conversation um this is my passion what I'm here to do so I'm going to include all that information in the notes also Sarah's been doing um one card pulls almost every week and mm -hmm. on a Tuesday on Tuesdays okay <laughs> and um she did of course I, of course I had to get in there and get me a little reading <laughs> and I have literally sent every time she does it I send it to every person I know <laughs> And all my friends, uh, quite a few of my friends have, have done, have pulled with you um, in one of those. And they all hit me up after and are like, oh my God, Sarah's amazing. And I'm like, I told you. <laughs> um, yeah, so hop on Instagram, give her a follow. You, you'll, you'll have the opportunity of getting a card, a card read for you among um, all the other beautiful content that she offers. So Thank I will definitely so connect that into the notes. And any last messages you want to send us with? Oh, I don't think so. I think we've pretty much yeah, covered we the, nailed the it. gamut of everything. <laughs> uh, I so appreciate everyone listening. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Of course. Uh, thank you so much. And I think that's about it. Over and out. <laughs>